hey, you know what I believe? I believe every single person can make a difference and that we all have something amazing to offer the world. I believe in standing up for what matters and in putting one foot in front of the other. I believe courage is way more important than confidence and I'm addicted to seeing people break through what they once thought they couldn't. And that's why I started this podcast. I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to know that anything's possible. I want you to find the courage to stand up and do your thing. Everything's waiting for you. You just have to believe it's possible. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where your courageous life starts. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. Are you sitting on an idea that you think would be fantastic, but you've got no idea where to start? A lot of people are. And I tell you what, that's the bit that's the hardest is getting past all those thoughts in your head about, oh my God, this is too big. I don't know where to start. But today's guest might just be able to inspire you to think a little further and dig a little deeper. So let me tell you about him. Steve Noble was born and bred in Gippsland in regional Victoria, which meant Steve spent his after-school hours working on his parents' farm. Upon leaving school, Steve had many retail jobs, including furniture and car sales, as well as stock feed, and eventually becoming a fertiliser consultant with a local company. For many years, Steve had dreams of owning his own clothing range, but the clothes he was supplying to local sporting clubs were not yielding enough of a margin to survive on. In February 2020, Steve and his wife Alice decided to launch Hugh Charles Clothing as a side hustle to earn enough money so that Alice didn't have to go back to work after their son Timmy was born. It quickly grew far beyond a side hustle and by August 2020, Steve had quit his day job to pursue the business full time. Growth is still amazing and currently the business is consistently selling 300 to 350 shirts and vests per month throughout Australia and occasionally abroad. Welcome, Steve. Uh, Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. I've been meaning to get you for ages because you are you, you're going phenomenally, you know. It's good to be on. I've been looking forward to talk to a few people and get the word out there. So um, this is a great opportunity and yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's fairly interesting for your listeners. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. They love my, they <laughs> yeah. love everybody. It's just a, it's such a great audience and they just, you know, it's such a variety of people that I have on here. And I, I think it's just so important to get people from all walks of life doing all kinds of things because I want people inspired to think, hey, wait a minute, if he can do it, so can I. Maybe I can do it too. So that's the gist of it. And, you know, let, let's... Well, that's start. exactly what I want to talk about. Yeah, like that's that's if we can... Um, once we've got through the story, people will see that like there's no real secret sauce to it or anything. It's just um, you know having a bit of a go and and um, you can you can sort of do whatever you like if you if you really put your mind to it. So hopefully we get that across. Mm. Yeah, and you absolutely can. I think there's a big whole you know false a myth out there you know that, that everyone's an overnight success. Oh, he's just he's just lucky. You know he's just got what it takes. That's a lot of crap. You know it's. Oh, we are a little bit, so don't say that too much. <laughs> <laughs> it still takes a lot of hard work. It's not exactly, but it is. It is. It is pretty incredible. But no, it's 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 been a lot more in the making than what people realise. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So much goes on in the background. So much stress too at times. But yeah, that's you know. right. So if you, you know, while we're heading down that track, um, why clothing? Like, where did this whole idea come from? Did you, as a teenager, were you going to be a fashion designer and a fashion expert or? Uh, not not at all. So <laughs> this is the last thing I thought I'd ever be doing. Um, probably, probably the first idea was um, brought up in the pub, like a lot of other great ideas are over a few drinks. Um, at our local pub there at Briaglon, a lot of the guys wear flannel shirts and there was a discussion about how over the years flannel shirts have become a lot a lot cheaper and made. They're a lot thinner. You sort of only get six months wear out of them. Um, they're just a, a throwaway thing. And, yeah, I, I, I was of the belief of that and I've always been a bit of a flanny wearer. And, and um, so I thought originally I was going to try and um, organise some uh, like just better quality cotton ones, some more traditional ones, but there was reasons that that wasn't really um, viable. So um, in the end, we sort of 
yeah, just we thought what we're going to do is just make the absolute best money we can, one that lasts for ages, um, that you're not just throwing out all the time. And that was that was sort of the the idea for it. But um, on the practical side, uh, clothing's it's good because um, nowadays you can start with a small amount of a small amount of capital. You don't have to invest a lot. So I think our initial um, sort of line of clothing only cost us $8,000, which on $8,000 is not small, but it's something that people can come up with and it's something that we could come up with at the time. Um, there's not, It's not perishable, so I really wanted to get into something that wasn't perishable because if we didn't sell it straight away, well, you know, we had 100 shirts to start off with over time. I think we could have uh, we could have sold it. They were pretty standard styling and, and, and we're going to last. So it wasn't like we were getting into food or something where you had a limited time to sell it all. And um, just scalable as well, because I had a bit of a dream of growing it to a reasonable size and um, clothing is one of those businesses quite scalable um, and, and the way we do it, it definitely is. So if you were, if you were doing something really specialised, it was um, small and really handmade, it's quite hard to, to scale up. Whereas um, the business, we, the way we've set it up is that it can just keep growing as, as fast as we can sell them. So that was the, that was the main thought behind it all. Yeah. Wow. It's uh and for those listening overseas, a flanny is uh is a is a very, very Aussie thing. And it's a flannelette shirt and we we absolutely love them over here. Well, some of us do. Yeah. I usually wear one, but I haven't got one on today. But it's <laughs> yeah. and, and you're so right. It it's the they're getting they're getting worse and worse and worse. And you know, I'm throwing them out yeah. left, right, and center, but they are just that sort of shirt that just fits and hangs, and you just you do your job in it, you do whatever you can sit around it, you can sleep in it, whatever you want. Yeah, that's exactly right. They're bloody brilliant. Well, I think when I saw them, they were for sale in a in a local supermarket for eight dollars, and I thought that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Like yeah. it's just getting ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, they're cheap and nasty, and you can chuck them out. But it's uh, that's that is the whole yeah. fast clothing um issue that we've got going on in the world, you know. And and clothes like yours, made out of wool, which we'll talk about in a minute, are um. Yeah. They're slow fashion, you know, like they they last. Yeah, that's right. And throw them out. And better on the economy, better on the, well, I don't know about the cheap economy, the fast economy, but it is better, um, you know, yeah. that we've got better quality, better on the whole world, actually. So I, I love it. So um, we'll get into the wool in a minute because I want to know more about that. But how did you know where to start? Because this is the big question that comes up for people. It, um, I've got this idea. It'd be great. Yeah, yeah. And talk in the pub. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to resolve this problem and now I know what I can do. And then you go away and you you have, get over your hangover and then you sober up and it's kind of <laughs> like, well, okay, well, that was a great idea. Now my mates are, are expecting it, but where do I start? So how did you know where to start? Like, Well, I didn't know where to start. So um, but we live in an age when it when you can sort of work anything out. A quick Google search can sort of sort of expose you to nearly all the information you need to know. Um, I listen. I'm a big podcast listener. In my previous job, I used to do a lot of driving around, so um, to fill in the gaps, I'd have podcasts running, and it's amazing what you can learn off those. Yeah. And then just um, there was Facebook groups that were actually dedicated to people starting up apparel um, businesses and that sort of thing. So. Um, it was definitely a long process. We probably oh, we probably spent 18 months um, sort of working out um, how to get sample clothing, how to do bulk orders, what what you had to do to supply to sort of so the manufacturers knew what sort of style you wanted, uh, learning about sizing and everything. I've got about 25 items in the in at the top of the closet that didn't make the cut, so it wasn't it wasn't just a an overnight thing but that was probably the most enjoyable part of the process I almost feel like I'd like to start another business like that just because <laughs> it's really enjoyable getting to getting to learn it and find out and find out new things and um just putting it out there and seeing if people actually buy it and we're lucky enough that we we sort of um struck a chord with a lot of people and 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 that's what they are after as well but no and that and that's another thing you don't really have to know you there is it is so easy to learn I think in the past you would have had to do a, a 12 month design course or something like that and, um, before you're even started but just with the with the easy access to knowledge all over the world it's you can you can just have an idea and um and and pursue it pretty quickly yeah, you can. I hundred percent agree with that. But and and the answers are everywhere. But the the thing is, you know, you can't just sit around on your bum and and think. Well, you know, 
I don't want to start doing the work. You actually have to do the research and you actually have to do the work. Do you, you know, you can't. Yeah, just... that's exactly right. You have to, you have to bite the bullet. You have to try something. And we, we made a lot of mistakes. Like it wasn't, yeah, like I say, some of the, some of the um, items of clothing that we sort of designed and had made just look ridiculous now. Like you would, you would be embarrassed that we ever made them, but I think we'll keep them as uh, a reminder. And if we ever have a bit of a museum, we might put them up there because people <laughs> would be shocked at how, how, how far off the mark we were with a lot of things. But yeah, but we, you just had to go and do it. We wouldn't have got to the good um, shirts and good vests and everything we're doing now if we hadn't gone, like sort of gone through that learning process. And you just got to, you will make a lot of mistakes, but you just got to not worry about them. And oh yeah, that that cost me a bit of money, and it wasn't that good. But move on to the next one, and and we'll and we'll try again. They always say that you know, if you're not embarrassed by your first product, you're doing something wrong. You know, or you yeah, well, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, so it wasn't actually a product. They none of them were products. Although we we we've tried to cut the products, and we sort of taken them. We tried them out, and they probably weren't hundred percent as good as what we thought. So we discounted them or just sort of took them off the um took them off uh like not on not for sale anymore and and um yeah we li- we learned from that so there's always gonna be that little bit of wastage with that but you, that's the only way you learn really yeah i, I agree i think you just got to do that trial and error yeah. and, and and like you said put it out there and this is yeah. i think this is where even if people get to this point they stop it's kind of like i'm too scared to put it out there and fear of rejection fear of criticism all, all the fear of failure but you do have to put it out there. And if people say that's yeah. shit, you just got to take that. Where are you? <laughs> yeah, take that's them. right. That's right. <laughs> and and start yeah. again. And yeah, and, until you find that thing that people want. Well, if you've seen our Facebook and Instagram, we're not worried about like saying some controversial stuff and asking questions and, and copying a bit of flack. That's all part of it. But it actually grows you. It grows you a bit of a community and you find, and then you've got people that actually will tell you straight up that it's this is good or that's not good and it actually it's really quick feedback so you don't have to do a heap of trial and error because you know with one facebook post that you that whether you've got it right or not (laughs) that's fantastic that's part of your brand is you know that style of communication but it's also um it it costs it costs people a lot of money trying to get feedback you know and and whereas if you're getting it instantly even if it's like nah that's shit i'm never wearing that fantastic because you can just you can knock it on the head straight away do you know and exactly right that's one big one big advantage of being a small business is you can be quick you're not you haven't got millions of dollars invested in in one line or whatever if something's not working you get out of it fast and you move on and that's that's the important thing to remember because you just dig yourself a bigger hole if you try and push something that people don't want so and yeah really flexible as a small business yeah, I agree. And it's listening to your customer, isn't it? It's like, it's, it's yeah. stop, stop hanging on to your baby. And I've been guilty of that. <laughs> you know, I want this baby, I want this to go through, you know. And I think we're all guilty of that when we have something that we really love. But sometimes you just yeah. go on. The, 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 your customers will tell you that shit, get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not yeah. what they might. They might get blocked, but I'll listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're gone, but fair enough point. Yeah, no, not really. I love it, love it. So what kind of help did you look for, you know, like for the ins and outs of business? So, you know, you said that you did the research and everything else for where do I get these things made and everything, but then there's a whole business aspect behind that. Did you just learn that as you you went along or did you seek help from places? So so at the start, I didn't really look for too much help because it was just sort of on paper. It was probably such a ridiculous idea that we were going into a clothing brand. I was quite aware that people would probably say, you've got a good job, stay with the job you've got. So probably right at the start, uh, and that had happened before when I'd had ideas, you quite often, you'd ask a hundred different people and they'd all say, yeah, yeah no, nah, that's not right. You've got a good job, you're doing that. But then I'd start thinking to myself, I've been researching this for 18 months and they don't have any idea what I'm talking about, but then I'm going to take advice off them. So you're best off in the end, you back yourself at the start. But once we got a little bit established, we thought you say we did, a bit of startup tips land and um i've been in contact on the phone with probably half a dozen different people I, I sort of admire from business background and that sort of thing even a couple of old bosses and that and um just sat either talk to them on the phone which we've had to do mainly over the last few years or even sat down with a few of them and um that's been really enjoyable you, you um once you're established you can sort of uh you know talk to them on a more sort of even even plane and you and and um yeah, you can really get down into the nitty gritty. So um, that's that's probably mainly what I've done. I haven't, and then again, just I'll just listen to 
my endless podcasts all the time. I read books and um, you can never sort of learn too much. Yeah. Um, but I think you've always, if you're doing the research, you got you got to back yourself in too. So um, I get all that. I'll get all that advice. Pick out, pick the sort of the most the stuff that I sort of think is going to be the best. But don't if you get in the negative or you think something's not quite right, just because a couple of people say it, you don't necessarily have to go over that either. So, but no, we. I, I'm definitely um, always looking to learn and try and and try and get in touch with people who can help out. Yeah. The other thing actually is we we've actually been in contact and, and done a bit of collaboration and worked in and got friends with a lot of other small businesses around the place and um, they're really inspiring too so if you've got any self-doubt you start talking to them and people that are doing the same thing tend to be very positive so if you're feeling a bit down there's a few people I sort of get in contact with and they'll they'll g you up and 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 you go through your different ideas and and yeah and that really gets you going so nothing really specific but but that's sort of what how we've done it yeah, but that's better. That's that's better. That's sort of taking advice from all angles. But you know, the self doubt yeah. it comes up for everybody. You know, we all experience it, and we all experience imposter syndrome and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. I think you know, you hit the nail on the head. Where there's always going to be naysayers. There's and yeah. they they are always out there. And and it's about I got this say I get this saying that I love: never take constructive criticism from anybody who's never constructed anything in their life. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's I right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I think it's, you know, if you're going to get advice, get it from people who have already proven, you know, that they've yeah, done that's right. and they know what they're talking mm. about. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I love it. Do you um both work in the business now, you and your wife, Alice, or like full-time in it? Yeah, so so pretty much full-time. We do a little bit, of, little bit of farm work too. we got the little farm there. And we also, I do one day a week working for someone else. And that's good just to get a, just get away for it from it for a bit but yeah we're pretty much full-time that's what you'd say our our main jobs are um and uh yeah it's really good we sort of i'll do most work sort of three days a week and alice does a couple of couple of days and we and we work in we got it's probably that's one of the advantages of it i spend a lot of time with um our young fella timmy who we would i wouldn't do if i had a nine to five five days a week so you get a lot more time that way and the other advantage is if you need to catch up you just go and do a bit of work on a Sunday night or, you know, at any time. So we don't really have set hours. It's not a nine to five. So I quite often might do three or four hours on a Sunday afternoon and then have a, you know, a bit of a sleep in or and not do anything Monday, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, we're pretty flexible on that, but we're, we're officially both full-time. That's right. Yeah. And I love that. That's one thing that a lot of people go into their own business for. And me, 100%, that's the top of my list is the flexibility, yeah. you know, just being yeah, able definitely. to work when you are and have quality with your family, you have quality time with your family. And, you know, if you, mm. you want to go to somewhere on a Sunday, you can, if you want to go on a Sunday, you can, if you take Monday off because you want to go to, the, I don't know, somewhere in the city, not, we can't at the moment, but you know what I mean? Yeah. You've got that opportunity just to say, no, that's what we're going to do. And Yeah, I remember about when we first went full-time and we'd had a really good week and we just we dropped off Timmy at daycare and then we were at our favourite cafe um, eating some nice food at lunchtime on a Friday and, and Alice had a champagne or whatever. We're saying, this is pretty good, you know. You couldn't get this work in the nine-to-five rat race and and that was one of the moments where we thought, this is... <laughs> This is actually pretty good. We've got to keep pursuing this, yeah. you know. So there's a lot of there's a lot of other stresses, but yeah, that bit of that bit of flexibility, as you say, is isn't is ideal for us. Yeah, I agree. But but you're right. It's both. It's a double sided coin, isn't it? You know, it's you you get the flexibility, you get all the bonuses, but at the same time, there's no magic wand, you know, to fix all the hard work and all the yeah. Like you've you still got to deal with them, but it's um, it's kind yeah. of like, do I want to deal with stress on Monday or do I want to deal with it on Tuesday? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not exactly. I think yeah, the difference is we're, we're like we're um, we're both probably people who we're not necessarily good employees for other for other people. Um, this morning, Monday morning, I was talking to you before. I had a bit of a flu, not much sleep. The young fella had been up. But I couldn't sort of wait to get to the office. Whereas if I'd have been working with someone else, and I hope they don't hear this, but you probably would have nearly rang in sick. So, but so it is just really, I find it so much more motivating when, um, when everything you do sort of goes straight back to your to your own back pocket rather than rather than and you live and die by your own sort of decisions. That's really motivating. Whereas you know when you sort of just being told what to do every day, it doesn't it doesn't inspire me nearly as much. So that's that's another great advantage. 
Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think I'm the same. I, no matter how sick I am, I still come into my office because yeah, that's right. You're energized by your achievements. You know, mm. you get to see you can tick things off, and you're like, yeah, and it's and it's for me. You know, <laughs> high growth. Yeah, that's right. Growth working for someone and that's not for everybody i mean there are some fantastic bosses but by jesus there's not that many but you know like if you work for a big i've worked for bloody you know government and all that kind of stuff and i yeah. just oh jesus i would call in sick because you just bloody slugging the pen for somebody else and it, you never end up making any decisions it just goes round 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 the table and never bloody stops so i i love this yeah, that's work. Right. so what what was it what point was it that you hit where you decided that's it we can we can do this full time like well, this this business is actually serious and it's gr- growing we can jump yeah. in now and just that that's our, that's it that's us well probably there wasn't oh, i don't know there wasn't the exact moment as much as anything it was probably i was a little bit over my the job i was doing so um the business, this business, it might not have been quite big enough, but it was it was improving rapidly, and I was probably being unfair to my my current employees at the time. I wasn't putting as much focus into the job I was being paid for as I should because my thoughts were always with the business. Um, we'd saved up about a six month nest egg, and the idea was we'll try it for six months. If it becomes a complete flop, then so be it. Put the tail between the legs and go back to work. Nothing lost, you know. Um, so, so that that was when the decision made was made, and it was definitely worthwhile because we're always cutting corners when trying to do a nine to five and trying to run a business, and it just it just grew ridiculously fast as soon as there was full time um, effort being put into it. So, yeah, it was a really good decision at the time. But one of the things we sort of put ourselves out there, we got in contact with a few local media things, and and put our name out there before we were probably really established, sort of um, pretending we were a bit established, and so. That was sort of a bit of motivation by putting yourselves out there. You sort of nearly had to make sure it worked. Otherwise, it would have looked a bit silly. Not that it really matters, but, you know, so that was that was another good thing that we did. We got out there and said we're doing this even when we're only sort of, you know, hardly selling anything. So that was that was actually, in hindsight, that was a really good thing to do because you, you, you're sort of forcing yourself nearly to, to make sure it works. But, no, so there, there wasn't an exact point where we thought, oh, we're making – you know, we're making $1,500 a week. That's enough to cover our lifestyle. Let's go and do it. It was more, it was more sort of um, nearly for mental health because like just weren't, wasn't motivated by the old job. And, and then, um, yeah, and just had that little bit of money saved up so we could have a crack for six months. Mm. And it's, it's fantastic because when you said, you know, when we, it grew phenomenally, you know, once we, st- I've yeah. got to stop saying phenomenally because I'm not saying it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> grew lots. Yeah, it grew really fast, you know, once we <laughs> put full-time effort into it. And I think that's another thing, isn't it, that once, you, once you're in it full-time, you know, you, you've got to actually make the money. So you, you put a lot more dedicated focus in, you know, and real specific yeah. And it does take, you know, that, well, no, I'm not going to say it does for everybody, but it should. You know, that's the best opportunity. And if it doesn't, maybe yeah. it's not the right business. But um, you just have to you have to push harder once you quit your yeah. other job. Yeah, that's exactly right. You you sort of put yourself out there and you and you make yourself do it. So, um, but it was just it was just really liberating. Just that waking up, like you say, and just being keen to get to work every day and and um, doing your own thing, being your own boss. I, I wish. I only wish I'd have done it earlier. I was sort of procrastinated for 15 years before that. I wish I'd have done it earlier. And I, I sort of think everyone should. If you've got that idea, you I know it's not for everyone. Like you might have a sickness, you might not have the financial background. We we're pretty lucky. We mm-hmm. we saved up quite well. But if you're in a position where you can sort of have a crack for the six months, that's the way it's the way to go, definitely. Because there's nothing to lose. It doesn't matter what anyone says, you know, no. just go for it. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I think that, you know, that's what I did. You know, my, my yeah. partner and I, we just said, right, Karen, you have you have a year off, you know, and, and build business up because what happens is if you're sitting, if you're working for somebody else and you've got your business on the side, you, you're always sort of just half-assed about everything and you've got this safe yeah, that's, right. that's, you know, ah, oh, well, you know, I've always got this money coming in, I've got this, and you, you, you're just not mm. bloody devoted to it. But when, as soon as I started to do it full-time, we can't bloody COVID hit. And it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, this is shit. Well, we did too, but it was just that it was actually perfect for us because everyone was sitting at home doing online shopping so we could help 
we were like, oh, come on, just spread a few more cases out. So, they, you know, not really, yeah. but, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Come on, Dan, another another week's lockdown just while sales are going good. But yeah. no, I shouldn't say that, but, you know. But I suppose if you've got a product, you know, that that's a whole different book. For me, I'm... I'm yeah, so, I understand, I understand. I'm out doing bloody speak, keynote speaking and <laughs> team building and Christ knows what, you know, and it's like, nah, there's nobody at work, so we don't need you. It's like, oh, shit, you know. I oh, know. But, but you know what, I, I think that I think that if you you jump in, as you say, for six months or 12 months and give it a go, uh, what people keep forgetting is that I can always go back, you know, I can always go back to where I was. And I know that's that right. a little bit uh, shameful, you know, or embarrassing mm. or whatever, but it, 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 people shouldn't see it like that. We should just say, well, I can go back, yeah. so why not give it a go? Yeah, and also the younger... The younger, the better, too, because yeah. when you're like, so, I was 37 at the time, had a kid, married, had a bit of a house, and that. So, it's you got a bit on your plate, but the younger, the better, because if you're 22 and you give up your job and you go for it and it all goes pear shaped, well, no one cares if you move back in with mum and dad and or whatever, yeah. and you know, and, and you've got a job, you've got a job working, you go and work at the pub collecting glasses or something, it doesn't matter because you're only 22. So, that's that's another reason why I wish I'd have done it earlier and I sort of tell everyone who's got the chance just go for it when you're younger mm. yeah i agree yeah i waited till i was 55 that's or 50 <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the bloody all the bloody responsibilities in the world but never mind it's, it's working no well, it's, that's it but there's not there's not really like what and that's um one of the things alice and i are both the same if we've got a little house if we had to rent a little house because we you know and had it and we've still got like very basic cars like all the basic cars and we don't really want for much so um that was the other one of the other reasons why I felt pretty safe because you know as long as we got a roof on our head and and sort of a bit of food and and some basic comforts we weren't too worried so um and that's the way you got to look at it a little bit yeah I, I you do need to look at it like that I think both of you have to be in that situation if you're in a partnership mm. that you're both prepared to give up stuff you know and and because we did the same you know it's kind of like well if we're going to live in a bloody caravan, if things go us up, we've got to live in a caravan. Get some yeah. land to adjust our um, pet cows and donkeys. You know, that's we'll just do it. <laughs> we're just we're just going to have to do it. So yeah, that's right. That mentality, I think, gives you the freedom to to just jump up and do it. But that's so, right. where did the name Hugh Charles come from? Because it's not your name. You know, everyone thinks you're Hugh Charles every time. I tell yeah, I get called Hugh all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> where did it come from? <laughs> so originally. I'm fairly uh, practical in nature, so I was thinking like Aussie wool shirts or check wool, you know, just something really basic. Anyway, Alice came up with it. So unfortunately, her father William Hugh Tanner died uh, when she was little, when she was about ten years old. So that's where the Hugh comes from, his middle name. But we weren't just going to call it Hugh. So we got my dad's name. He's still going, but his middle name's Charles. And it sound, and when she first said it, I thought that sounds like a, a proper clothing label. It's got a good story behind it. We're all about telling stories. So um, just to get that, you know, a bit of credibility and, and, um, and just, you know, get to have that personal touch. So, um, so that's where it come about. And it's a good way of remembering her dad in particular. Um, she, she still misses him quite a lot. So, so yeah, it's, it's a good, it worked out really well. I'm glad she came up with it. Mm, it's a nice legacy, isn't it? It is definitely. It definitely is a legacy. So, um, yeah, and and um, you know, like it was just it just it just worked out really well. It's really struck a chord, um, yeah. and and yeah, people really get behind it. So, no, mm. it's worked out really good. I think it's good, and I think it's good for Timmy too because, it, yeah. as you say, it's a story, and it's you know as your brand grows, and he he really becomes part of it because he'll just yeah it'll just be for him you know just be there and yeah. it, it'll get it'll get him you know thinking about and talking about his grandparents and his granddad that's right you know, and I, mm. I think that's wonderful. No, it, it's really it's it's really good. So, um, yeah. Like I say, I don't know what to add to it, but I'm glad she came up with it because it's a lot better than Aussie flannel shirts or whatever I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna get. And I think we'd still be we'd still be mucking around with that first hundred in the in the boxes if we had it gone that way. So yeah. no, it's and it yeah. No, that's good. yeah, that's fantastic. So tell us more about your line of clothes. So what 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 can we buy from you if we go buy from you? Like flannel. so so the amazing so night so so far about ninety percent of our clothing's been the wool shirt so there there are um 
they're like a normal flannel shirt um, made of wool, but it's a really soft wool. People in the past, um, there's other brands that do them, but they found it quite harsh and quite itchy. Ours itch still a little bit, but they're um, just a lot more, lot softer, probably slightly lighter than anything that's been on. And it's the sort of thing you can wear every day. Uh, we added features. We've got, it's got a longer tail. We say it's to warm the back and cover the crack. So, um, <laughs> Alice and I are both sort of short-legged and long-bodied, so we know what it's like to when you bend over, you expose yourself a little bit. So that was important for us. Um, we put on bigger pockets so you can, well, we say it, so you can stick a can of beer or a can of soft drink or whatever you'd like in there. But um, big collars, I sort of like the big collars. I must, I must, um, I didn't grow up in the 70s, but I must sort of throw back to that a bit. I think it looks good. And and um, and we really stick with sort of just traditional colouring. So the idea is that, They'll never go out of fashion because we don't want to be changing into new new lines all the time. And then about, I guess about, I don't know exactly, three or four months ago, we brought out some vests. So the vests are the same out of material. They've just got a full zip up front and um, and they've got like a sort of a faux lambswool lining, which is, it's made of wool and cotton. It's not 100% wool, but um, that would have been a bit too costly. But, and so they've gone quite well. So they're, they do well. So we've tried other few other things. We've had Aussie made um, leather belts and we'd have, we've had beanies and, and different things, but they probably haven't gone as good and, and we'll probably sort of move away from them a little bit uh, and just do sort of same, same, but different. So we're going to bring out some sort of big jack hooded jackets that are still made out of the same um, sort of flannel material with that lining and just do so it's really recognisable it's ours because you can sort of get sidetracked with little things because you think you're going to make a quick buck but it doesn't really it doesn't really match in with the brand so that's something we've learned along the way yeah um, when we first designed them I was quite quite nervous so I wore I sort of get a sample early and wear it every day for six months and try them right out and, and try and try and break them and try and wear them out and wash them 20 times and all that sort of thing. And it's been remarkable how well they've gone. We've had hardly had any returns. Um, everything's gone really well. Oh, that's probably one of my major concerns was we'd start out and they'd, they'd fall apart or something and, you know, and we'd have to refund everyone, but it's just been amazing how well they've gone. So, and, and, and people just seem to love them. They're all really uh, surprised just how soft and nice they are to wear when they turn up. And that's a comment we get all the time. Yeah. So why is wool better? Like, like what, what are the advantages of wool? I just, I just, one, we really want to go sort of a, a, a like a natural fibre. So you look, uh, polyester clothing's got its issues because when they make polyester clothing, they really chop it up into small, tiny fibres. And there's a lot of advertising around about how they're finding all these small, tiny microfibers in fish and yeah. they're sort of getting into any, all the waterways and all that sort of thing. Um, it's, um, as well as that, we, we've got a sort of wool background in our family and that sort of thing as well. Um, it's it's fire resistant. It lasts longer. Um, you don't get the smell of polyester clothing. If you wear it for a day, you just absolutely stink by the end of the day. Whereas the um, wool clothing, because it breathes, you can wear it for days on end and you don't you don't get that smell. It just has a lot of advantages. It is a bit dearer, of course, but you know, it lasts longer. You can't fix it. It's sort of thick enough where you can, if you accidentally tear it on a barbed wire fence or something, if you've got someone who can dart it up, you can fix it up. It's just got a lot of advantages in, in many ways. So. Um, and also, when we were small, on a, on a practical business side of it, um, we couldn't ever compete with those people who were making sort of cotton flannel shirts and for, they were selling them for $30. And for us to get them made was going to cost us $40. So there wasn't much point doing that. So by going something a bit more unique um, and, and, and that lasts on is better quality, we could sort of build that margin into our product and, and have something we could actually sell. So there's a practical side to it as well, practical business side. And, and also your customers are, are really quite bush people, you know, like, you know, That's right. stuff and, which is, which is fantastic. And, but there, you know, there's also the, I mean, this is looking at a real sort of um, extreme situation, but, you know, being out in the bush and it, like in a survival situation, you know, like if you get wet or if there's a fire or something like that, you're so much um, safer and can keep warm, you know, like you, you're far less likely to get yeah, that's right. in, in wool. So, you, you know, yeah. Which I never knew until I went rafting once, and they said you have to wear woolen jumpers, and I'm like, 
Oh, okay, yuck. Well, that's that's funny, yeah. <laughs> you know, but but we did. We got drenched and we actually stayed yeah. warm. You know, it was yeah, that's right. So really that's the whole thing. Like um, sheep are drenched out in the paddock, but they <laughs> they're still warm. They don't get cold because it. Yeah, that's right. And they and they've got their mop. They're sort of um, they're not waterproof, but they sort of uh, water resistant to a point. So if you have a quick shower of rain, you don't get wet. Whereas, yeah, if you had a cotton or a polyester thing, you'd be you'd be saturated straight away. So they they've definitely got lots of advantages, and it's a bit of a shame. Um, you know, we moved away from a lot of the the natural sort of products and that, but but I think there's going to be a real there's going to be a real pushback towards them in the next couple of decades. People are really starting to look at where their um, where their clothing and that's coming from a bit like they have their food and all that sort of thing in the last decade. Mm. I think we have to because we're in a bit of a we're in a spot of bother really. That I think <laughs> keeping, people are burying their head, you know, pretending oh I don't yeah. want to know about that, but. You know, there are pushes all around the world for um, slow clothing, you know, and, and because yeah. so much, as you say, so many fibres are going into the ocean and, and people say, oh, yeah, who cares? It's a little bit of fibre and a fish eats and who cares? But yeah. we, we've got to see further and we've got to see the big picture is that if we kill our oceans, we're finished, you know. so we're <laughs> That's right. I know there's a lot of brands. I think it's Patagonia and those sort of things. They either do natural fibres or recycled fibres and they've, yeah. they've really grown on the back of that sort of slow clothing. Yeah. Um, mentality so I think yeah just going to see more and more of it yeah no I think it's I think it's good because we've, where mm. there's no planet B is there and if there is I don't know where it is. <laughs> that's, right. that's right that's right so <laughs> I, I like I like I put up an ad to like I've got I got a, a dryer bone when I was my 21st and I've still got it and we and we quite often advertise that's what we want our shirts to be like you give it you get given as a present and then in you might wear it every day but it's still there at the back of your closet that you bring out every once in a while 10 15 20 years later so it might cost a little bit more up front but um, it's something you have for a long time yeah but that's what we like don't we we i prefer it but you know i've only got a few of those items that are just there forever and ever and ever and they're always your favorites and, you know, yeah yeah who designs yeah. the clothes is that is that both of you sitting there arguing over the big collars or not or? not really not really like it's you think it's when i first looked in i thought this is no good i'm gonna have to take a, a pattern making course and all that sort of thing <laughs> but um a lot of manufacturers are really good now you just send them really basic you send them a photo of what you want or at times we've even just sent them like a shirt simple as we want this made with a longer tail bigger pockets and out of a different material can you make it so the um the guy that's the, the main manufacturer we use now he's unbelievable so i just come up with these wild paragraphs of ideas that don't really make any sense and he says leave it to me and a month later, you get this sample, and they're just nearly always perfect. So, when we were trialing things, I was the exact opposite. So, about the other twenty-four um, companies we tried, you'd say do this, and they'd just come back with something completely wrong. So, we're lucky to get onto someone who's really talented that way, and they sort of do most of the work. They're experienced in the in the um, industry, so we just come up with the idea, and and they do it for us. So, um, and that's another advantage of now. The way having the internet and all that now, communicating with a lot of people in the past, like you would have to done the pattern course, you probably had to buy a sewing machine and 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 set up a shop and everything. But now you now you can just you can just get someone else to do that for you. Yeah, and also even with without, if you didn't have your own shop, you'd still have to be travelling to have face to face meetings, you know, with people and you know, yeah, and all right, that's expensive and time wasting and. Yeah, I think it's great. So, well, then, yeah. lucky you've got your magic man because you know. <laughs> yeah, if he if he goes missing, we might be in trouble. We might have to shut up shop. But anyway, we we sort of no, they, 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 it's 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 easier than you think. So, um, yeah, if 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 anyone's thinking of starting a clothing line and that's holding them back, just get in touch with me because I'll show you how it's done. Yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, I love mm. it. So, at the moment, you're distributing directly. You know, like straight out of your your house we'll say or your shed yeah. or wherever you've got them but um are you hoping to expand into stores you know so that uh, other people can just go into a store and buy them originally i i i did want to do that like I, we um had an article written about us early on in the um sort of in the stock and land in victoria and the land in new south wales we're really lucky to get into that and i said my dream is to have a you know to have ours being sold in myers or one of the big department stores but um, it's not really practical because we are smaller 
we only do get small batches at a time. So we don't get that uh, that sort of that um, discount because of the scale that a lot of other companies do. And and we can't really we can't really offer the stores the margin that they want. So instead of sort of getting a shirt, only making a tiny little bit out of it, put into a store to, to increase our numbers we sell, I'll probably more look to, well, I'll just spend a portion of that money that we would have lost to the store in extra advertising and see if we can sell more online. Um, we'll probably do more direct to public uh, shows. We've done one so far. We went to East Gippsland Field Days and that was brilliant. Um, probably just, we haven't had the stock. We're always selling out too quick. So it hasn't been, it hasn't, you know, we haven't needed to go to those shows, but as we grow, I think, yeah, we'll go more and more sort of field days, full drive shows, um, you know, to try and aim at the sort of crowds that really like our stuff and do it that way. Um, if we can scale up a lot more, we might get into stores then, but I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sort of in two minds. I don't think I, you know, we're sort of getting up to sort of nearly as big as I sort of planned it on being now. And we'll just see, we'll just see how it goes from here. So, um, great if it really grows and we sell millions of them then we might have the scale to do it but at the moment it's not really in the plans yeah mm. and you might be able to just get um a person hire, hire an extra staff person to you know to, to be packing all day you know that's yeah well that that's what we we wouldn't need much we're sort of talking about that at the time we need a better setup with our storage we're still um like our storage is the front rooms at um, dad's house because he's got a pretty big house that he lives by himself in so we've just invaded his place um, <laughs> so we need a, like a, a proper a proper storeroom yeah. um, and then once we've got that set up we probably will get one employee but it won't be much we, if they did three days a week you know two or three hours three days a week they could probably um, do enough packing that it would give us a bit more time and we could go to more of those live shows and and put a bit more effort into maybe talking talking to stores and that sort of thing but um, but yeah, so it's not it's not in the plans anymore, and I don't know if it's it's completely necessary. I feel like the world is moving to a more online setup. Yeah. We're a little bit behind in Australia. I think in America, Amazon and, and similar are very are absolutely massive, and we're probably still a bit more of a bricks and mortar country. But I think eventually, um, you know, the percentage of goods bought online will be a lot higher. Yeah, mm. yeah. So you you're right now you're doing 300 to 350 items a month like that that's yeah. a lot of work you know but but I, I guess I guess you know you just reach a point don't you where you say well 500 is the 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 maximum that we can do ourselves and then then we will put on someone and and, and probably like I say yeah so the threat threat it probably is now we probably need nearly someone else now to do it properly um, it's definitely a negative toward we're sort of working. We say working in the business rather than on the business a lot at the moment. Like we're just sort of playing catch up, trying to get deliveries out there, trying to get orders in, um, you know, doing a lot of customer service. There's not a lot of time to develop new products and, and, and sort of build up your marketing and that sort of thing, which is good. Like it's a good issue to have. But yeah, we're probably at that point right now where we need we need to start putting in some infrastructure and then, and then maybe looking at a, a part-time employee. Mm. I think it's bloody fantastic. Uh, you know, yeah. it's fantastic. And it's good quality too. It's not just junk. You know, it's really... Um, <laughs> well, clearly, that's the idea. Yeah, I know. And clearly people love it. You know, if you're selling that many a month, like obviously your advertising's wor working and word of mouth. You know, you know, I think it's bloody magnificent. Word, word of mouth was amazing. Like we, yeah. Um, Tasmania's only got a small population, but we sell so many down there. Obviously, the climate's perfect for what for what we sell, but they're all in this same little town. So we sold a couple there early or in the same area. You see one town, you think, oh, that's another Tasmanian one. So Google it. It's the town five minutes over. So I think there must be someone down there. I don't know who it is, and I'll thank them, but they're really they're really pushing it for us. And it's just in this little area sort of must be all within a half an hour. We just sell um, just you know, dozens, if not hundreds of these shirts down there. So, so it, it really is an important thing. And um, we, we hear, like, that's what we hear all the time now is um, like, oh, my friend had one. So we bought it. And, and then people, people say it's funny that they keep being touched in cafes and, and pubs and all that sort of thing. Cause people say, well, what do they actually feel like? So <laughs> they're getting touched up by strangers in pubs <laughs> because of our shirts, but, but good luck to them. And then someone yeah. else said, well, you better bring, you better bring out shorts then. But no, that's not, <laughs> that's not exactly. 
probably not PG, not PG, but anyway. But we, but no, it's that's that word of mouth's amazing because we can advertise all we want and tell you how good it is. But I'm just a just a funny looking bearded guy on Facebook. So, uh, but when you when your best mate says that they're really good, well then you tend to believe them. Yeah, you'll have to start yeah. sending them to influencers. I don't know if there are there any lumberjack influencers. Oh, we did. So we did. So early on, it was a really big help. So. Um, we sold a couple to a fella called Lawrence O'Toole and I thought, oh, I know that name. I've heard that name before. And they're of the famous O'Toole um, woodshopping family. So I got in contact with him and he's he's been amazing. He's um, helped us out with a bit of promotion for, for no money and he just said he liked the story and he, he's been world champion and quite well known. Um, and so, yeah, so we've definitely done that. We've got a few other influencers we work with on Instagram. Yeah. Um, that's probably something we'll look into a lot more, sort of those people with, you know, sort of 3,000 or maybe 15,000 um, followers. You don't necessarily have to pay them a lot of money. It might be just um, send them a shirt or two. Can you make a few posts? And, and um, yeah, and, and we've done a bit of that so far. And we've actually got a few sort of um, things coming up that might get us some exposure through some sort of better known celebrities and all that as well but we can't say too much about it at the moment because it's a bit of a secret we're not allowed to say but <laughs> but there is there is more coming up so that influencer uh, marketing is something we're going to really look look into in the next 12 months for sure yeah and you got that uh guy from stratford micka harrington you know, he's on the voice at the moment i don't know he's trying out who knows how he's going to go but i i wish him well but i see in the ads or see something that he was wearing one of your shirts that's bloody good advertising too yeah so that worked out really well so micka i played a bit of footy with him we're sort of sort of just um socially mates and um yeah, when he went on there, I didn't ask him to do it or anything. He just did it off through his own kindness, put our shirt on. Um, he must have known he'd done pretty well and, and got the sort of the main stage. So he just wore it then. So, um, yeah, it was amazing, That's amazing fabulous. exposure. And when the when the ad went on, I was I was sort of daydreaming. Alice was watching Farmer Wants a Wife and the, and the ad came on and... We said, hang on, that's our shirt. And that's that's Micker on there. And then we got about 500 messages of people. We saw your shirt. We saw your shirt on there. So it's obviously, it's obviously been noticed. So yeah, I hope he does really well too, because um, yeah, no, he's a great guy. And he's the same, same thing. He's he's backed himself. And um, you know, a lot of people will be too embarrassed to sort of try out, but he's gone and done it. It could really change his life and help his family. So good luck to him. Yeah, that's mm. fine. Yeah, good. Yeah, good luck to him. I agree. That's great. And yeah. and also, I was just thinking then, as you're saying that, um, I wasn't waiting for you to finish so I could speak, but yeah. <laughs> it crossed my mind. Um, you know, farmer wants a wife. You know, you know, maybe there's other there's other places you could try, like send them to them and say, hey, do you want you want free shirts? You know, and wear them on one of the shows and a four wheel drive shows. And I reckon you've got yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, we've, we've got that. Pardon me. We've got that in mind for sure. We for sure we've got a bit of a short list of people that we want to send them to. We just sort of, you know, we just we're just a little bit mindful. Like we're sort of self-funded still. We haven't, you know, so we're just sort of growing slowly. So, um, yeah, that's all. We that's all going to happen in the next twelve months. You'll see, them, you know, a lot more sort of probably not a lot of sort of A-list celebrities that you're going to pay a lot of money, but a lot of people who are um, sort of well known and in in niche areas so you fall driving you wood cutting you sort of outdoorsy type people there'll be there'll be a lot of um hopefully a lot of them wearing our shirts definitely fantastic oh, i love it i love it so much i really really do yeah. now you you're very big on um you know regional people because we've been hit really hard and, and particularly in that's right State, you know the fires and mm. the floods and god knows what and you know people are relying on our I guess traditional jobs and you know all that kind of yeah. stuff. And things have been hit really, really hard lately. And you're a big advocate for saying, well, you know, online stores are a fantastic way for regional people to get off, get back on their feet. So tell us what your thoughts are on that. So um, yeah, I think the the internet and like you say, uh, e-commerce is the big advantage of our time. Um, as we were talking about in the past, if you wanted to sell clothes, you had to you had to buy a shop you probably had to make them yourself or you know or you had to you had to deal with established brands that you know that would take their fair cut out of it so it was quite hard um now we've got the opportunity australia itself's got 
um, you know, 25 and a half million people, but and then the rest of the world, like you on the internet, you've got access to hundreds of millions, if not billions of people, if you, if you, if you really want to, and it, it doesn't cost that much um, to do it. Um, there's a lot of, currently there's a lot of uh, sort of goodwill towards the country after maybe a bit COVID's run it out a little bit, but after the fires, after the floods, after the drought, um, it really put a focus on here. So, um, uh, people in the more populated cities are looking out to the country to 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 find products. I just think, um, like people in the country, got a big advantage. We tend to be characters. We tend to be out there a little bit. Um, you can, you know, you can give your products a fair bit of credibility. You you might be, you know, you can if you were going to say sell flowers online or whatever, you, you can show that you've got that bit of land, you can grow the flowers, you can put the story behind it. We're all sort of good storytellers. So um, yeah, I, I think it's a real way forward. We're definitely going to have a bit of a tough next couple of years. There's been so much money spent by governments through COVID that there's just gonna, it's just going to have to run out somehow. So a lot of services out to the country, I think you're going to, um, going to struggle because most of the votes are in the city the money that is left over is probably going to go there so one of the ways to get money back in is to have that online store for example 80 85 percent of our sales are outside gippsland so that's all money from outside coming back in by both of us going full time we've already sort of created two jobs because two other people could be going into the jobs um, we were already doing and, we, and we've got a part-time one. So it doesn't, in small communities, it doesn't take many businesses like that to, to get things going. And it costs stuff all to set up. Like our our business, well, all up, added absolutely everything up. And from when we first thought about starting it to having our first lot of product and um, the website and everything was $12,000. So um, you just can't you just can't start other businesses for $12,000. You can't buy a coffee van for $12,000. You know what I mean? Like there's a, it's, it's, got that, it's got that great advantage too. So um, I, would, I would say, yeah, it's the way to go. Come up with your idea, something you can sell out there. Don't be afraid to get, to get out there, make a bit of fun of yourself and, and play up the countryside of your countryside of your um, sort of have your makeup and and just go for it mm. no i think it's fantastic and i think we need we do need a lot more people to um back themselves like there's going to be a lot of people as you say the money will run out even now job you know it's not just not there now and and no that's right their jobs and it's kind of and every time we have a lockdown there's more and more people out of a job and yeah uh, you know, perhaps we really are overlooking the opportunity to to make something ourselves instead of relying on others to pay us to you know, yeah. you know get something up ourselves and get it get it running and so it, it might be it might be um like for example um you know the tim the timber industry is really struggling um it's probably been shut down to a point for for inner city votes whether you agree with it or not that's probably why it is but yeah but why 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 they um if it is shutting down, it doesn't look like it's got a huge future. You could, if you've got a, a family history of lumberjacks, maybe you start making your own axes or something and sell them online. And then you've got that. You can take photos. This is my grandpa who was a lumberjack. This is my dad. You know, you've got that story to tell. So there's that opportunity like that. Um, the people, you know, that's just the sort of that's just the sort of thing you come up and you've got that authenticity that no one else can copy. So that's the sort of thing that people can can really look at and um yeah that's um yeah that's the advantage we have there's opportunities everywhere though isn't there oh definitely Mm. we we really do put ourselves into small boxes and then like i say if you're from the country and you've got like a line of you know your family line from that particular area there is always going to be a lumberjack story or there's going to be a farmer story or there's going to be a, a service club history or there's going to be or a footy club there's there's going to be some kind of story that you can attach yeah. to something and you know we shouldn't be putting ourselves in little boxes because the world is our oyster as you said before no exactly right we really can do it and and, and you could yeah you can do anything now there's nothing there's nothing really stopping you now to a point like, no, i suppose you, you're probably not going to start up 
a space program, but you know, <laughs> within reason, within reason, you can within reason you can do most things now. It's not hard to research it. And, yeah, and, that's and you can, no. It's not hard, and it's true. We can't do everything, you know. I'm, I'm a big bug for telling people you can do anything you want, you know. But the, truth, <laughs> yeah. the truth is, we can't because you know we we I can't be a bloody brain surgeon, you know, or fly a helicopter to bloody space. But the point is, it's um there are so many things we can do, you know, that are way beyond our our yeah our thinking, you know. And if we just start yeah, that's right possibilities. You know, well, is it possible? Yeah, it actually is possible. Oh, mm. I wonder what that would take. And I, I think we've just got to just think a little bit beyond and and we can do amazing things. We're all bloody magnificent. That's, <laughs> that's the truth, you know. Well, it, it is. It's like, it's yeah, you, you just... Yeah, you just got to back yourself in, and, and I, I was the worst in the world at it. I, I was like I said, I procrastinated for fifteen years. Like, I've I've got a old workmate of mine who used to call me the ideas man because every week I'd come out. This is how we're going to make our millions this week. You know, well, why don't you do something about it? And then it'd just be on right, next week. This is how we're going to do it. But you know, eventually, eventually we went and did something, and and now it's working. I'm the same. I've always <laughs> wanted to own an ideas company because I haven't got time. Yeah. I come up with ideas and I think I just want a, a big lot of people where I say, I've got an idea. Are you busy? I want you to do, <laughs> you know, bring this to fruition because I've got not a lot. I haven't got enough time, but I love ideas, people. Steve, we need a beer. We've got a. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. When we're allowed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I've loved this conversation. I like to, this um, podcast is get off the bench to inspire people to take action. So I want your advice yeah. on, well, give us your thoughts on this. You know, if somebody's been sitting on an idea for ages, like you, Steve, for 15 years, you know, yeah. and but they can't see how it's possible or they just can't see all the steps because nobody can ever see, but that stops them. What advice would you give to just get moving, just get started? Well, yeah, so 90% of success is just getting started. Like nothing's ever going to work if you don't just don't just go and do it. And um, we are talking about the ideas before, but everyone's got ideas that the actual putting it into motion is the, the bit that the thing, um, you know. Um, and then after that, the more, the more you sort of push, I found, I, I heard this from someone else, but the more you push, the more you put yourself out there, you more you sort of dedicate the things. It's amazing what opportunities turn up. Like I've got one of my most sort of admired uh, businesses that I follow, um, the lady who runs it rang me last week, you know, just out of the blue, just to say, oh, we like what you're doing. Can we do a bit of a collaboration? That sort of thing. And it was just through putting yourself out there more and more like, and and a few other things like the, like the Micah Harrington thing, putting going on the voice you know just the more the more you sort of keep keep pushing along it's amazing how many opportunities come out um what else did i yeah so don't listen to the naysayers like we said before go back to that if you've done 18 months research or two years research and you've really looked into it and then your your uncle bob says no nah, that'll never work keep yeah. your keep your job well uncle bob hasn't he hasn't put in 18 months research he doesn't know so don't don't worry about that and um yeah, so leave that alone. And then just that what we were saying before, like if a funny looking sort of chubby sort of half farmer, half worker can start a fashion line that can go reasonably well, like what can't you do? You know, that's, you know, there's a people I literally knew nothing in say 2019, started 2019, knew nothing about clothing, absolutely just had a bit of an idea. And now we're sort of living the dream. And um, I really like it because, if um get on my deathbed, I'm not going to be there saying, geez, I wish I had done four more years um, of nine to five or 10 more years working the nine to five, but you might regret that, geez, I had that good idea and I didn't, I didn't ever do it. So um, I don't, that's the thing. I don't want any regrets now. And um, through the, through using this business, like it's opened up a lot more opportunities and I'm going to, you know, I'm definitely going to cover a lot of those things that I might not have been able to do if I'd have just stayed in the rat race. So, no, so yeah, just get just get on with it. Just do it. Like even even if you put something out there and nobody buys it and everyone makes fun of you, who cares? Because I'll have forgotten about it in two weeks and then um, you can just get on to your next thing. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 
and good advice. And exactly, this is what I keep trying saying this to people. Who gives a toss what people say about you? Because they only talk about you till the next big thing comes along. And the yeah. next big thing comes along every bloody 24 hours. So don't, don't even worry yeah. about what people say. But, but people don't even people don't even know what's going on with you. You think everyone notices something, but I can't tell you what my best mate's been up to half the time. You know, like people aren't there what that worried about themselves that you know if you make a big stuff up well a couple of people might say something but they don't really care like they're they're on to the next thing as you say so there's there's really nothing to lose i, I understand there's people who who've got um things that have happened in their life it doesn't it might make it hard but for 95 percent of us we can we can sort of do whatever we want yeah yeah and it's that great saying isn't it you know you wouldn't worry about what people thought of you if you realized how little they actually did exactly right exactly right they don't really care they don't and um okay so where can people find you like website facebook all that yeah so we've got the hugh charles facebook that's probably our main uh social media we do a bit on instagram that's our second um linkedin twitter and those i'm probably a bit slack on those i should be getting back into them and then our website's www.hughcharles.com.au. So that's where you can buy the stuff. Although we're a bit short at the moment. We've got more stock coming in next month. We sort of run out again because, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's just going remarkably well. We just can't keep up with what we're doing, but that's a really good, really good, good thing. Place to be. Yeah. Yeah, and good. definitely just just get started. That's what, that's the main message out of it. Just just go for it. Once you get started, you you won't look back. Yep. No, love it, love it. Well, thank you so much. This has been fantastic, and I, I you're you're a massive inspiration. And yeah. if 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 people haven't listened to you and they're inspired to go do their thing, well, bloody hell, yeah. you know what does it take? But um, <laughs> you know, you you it's just it's just fantastic what you're doing, and I love it, and I love that yeah. you got such a focus on regional regional yeah. people. You know how, how we're going to build that up, and yeah, I really love it. Yeah. Well, the art the, the way we're gonna the way we're going to sort of get through the next few years is by innovation and, and people having to go out in the country because we might be left by ourselves a little bit. So it's up to us to do it. Yep. Yep. That's it. And, and you know, while we can put our hand up for hand out for rescuing, we don't want to be rescued really. You know, we just want to be, no. we, we just want to be given a little nudge here and there to keep us. Yeah, that's right. At the end of the day that, you know, country folk are very resilient, very that's resilient. Right. And, um, and resourceful. So fingers crossed you and others uh, do inspire people to, you know, get off the bench and to really start do, living life their way and giving things a crack because the world really is our oyster and, and the only thing in our way is us. So that's right. We do have to give it a crack, but yeah, mm. I've, I've loved this. Yeah. So, it's overdue. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. No, that's good. That's good. No, I'd, We'll have to we'll have to do an update in the future. Yeah, see how it's all yeah. gone. When when I'm back at when I'm back at my job when it's all gone bear shaped. No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be, no, it's good. It's good. And yeah, if anyone if anyone wants any help with getting something started and and marketing and all that sort sort of thing, we've done pretty well on our marketing. So just um yeah, just get in contact through us on fa- Facebook or Instagram or through the website, and we're, we're willing to help whoever wants to help. Yeah, you're fantastic. And you're, you're very good at branding. You've been very true and loyal to your brand. And I think that, you know, people can get all lopsided all over the place about what's our brand. But when you know what your brand is, which is, you know, you, you've really nailed that. So I think mm. you'd be giving good advice on that in that yeah. area as well. But no, this has been fantastic. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to look forward to the uh, getting out of lockdown, having a beer. And uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's been absolutely brilliant. So thanks for sharing your time with us. No worries. Thank you for having me. Thanks, heaps. All right. See ya. See ya. Bye. Oh, that how good is that? What I just love that story. And I love that he's just, you know, had an idea and thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a crack. And now it's becoming quite a little cult item. It's absolutely fantastic. And his branding is incredible. So check him out. And like you said, it was a hughcharles.com.au. But on Facebook and Insta, it's Hugh Charles Clothing. And on LinkedIn, it's Stephen Noble. And I just reckon Steve and his wife, Alice, are doing amazing stuff. And I love the legacy they're leaving to both of their fathers. And, you know, if you want a really good quality, funny shirt, um, check out Hugh Charles Clothing and get yourself one. And you, 
I, I don't know what else to say other than take take his advice, you know, take take inspiration from Steve. And if you're sitting in a, on an idea, just get it out there. And, and particularly if you're from a regional area, you know, don't let us go under. Like if you've got something to give and the world's going to need it, just put it out there, have a go. And like we said, it, you know, take six months or just build it as a side hustle while you've got your job. Some people don't even have jobs now. Now's a perfect opportunity not to collapse, but to say, well, what could I do? What what could I do to, you know, kickstart myself again and to, and to help the world? And I I just think there's endless opportunities and all the only thing standing in our way is ourselves. And we've just got to get started. We can start so small. So I really hope you've loved that. Go follow Steve and, you know, follow Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Charles Clothing and, and just get yourself a shirt. That's all I can say. So that's if you can get one because they're that bloody, they're selling out that quick. It's pretty hard to get. So anyway, I've loved this. Again, thank you so much for joining me. And I will see you next week. See ya. Hey, thanks for joining me. It really does mean the world to me. Now, if you or somebody you know is doing amazing things, make sure you send me an email to info at getoffthebench.com.au. That's info at getoffthebench.com.au. Otherwise, head on over to my website at kerenvaughan.com and tinker around there a bit and send me a message. Okay, catch you next week.